Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hi there, you are listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is a bonus episode, Packing School Lunches. I did not anticipate recording this episode, but after this week's Office Hours episode where I answered your questions, I realized that this particular question needed uh, its whole own mini little episode. It was the most frequently asked question in the Instagram post, And that makes sense. It's early to mid-August and school's about to start. If not started already for you, school lunches are totally a thing. Now, like I said, there were a lot of comments, but I chose this one from Kristen Bland as our example today. Kristen writes this, packing school lunch, finding something that will be balanced-ish in terms of food groups, cost-effective, and flexible enough to meet the ever-shifting goals, ever-shifting goalposts of a second grader's preferences while also not consuming a lot of my bandwidth. Okay, I have a few thoughts here. Now, this is not a system. It's just a series of considerations for you, depending on your particular lunchbox stresses. But before we get into those, I want to quickly comment on school lunches provided by the actual school. Cafeteria lunches, they get a bad rap. I think that there is often like an implicit bias against our kids eating school lunches, And I don't want this episode to perpetuate that bias. Some schools don't provide lunch. Some kids like mine prefer homemade lunches. And I have made the choice to say yes to that. There's nothing wrong with making your kids lunches for school. But I do think it's vital to acknowledge that cafeteria lunches are not bad or need to be off the table. For a lot of kids, even kids at my own kids' elementary school, It's a Title I school, so there are a lot of food insecure children. The cafeteria breakfasts and lunches are the only meals those kids get. Some parents don't have the funds to make lunch for their kids every day, so the free lunch provided by the school is a lifesaver. Some parents don't have the time or energy to make lunches for their kids because of how much they're having to work. Essentially, cafeteria school lunches are a wonderful resource. Homemade lunchbox lunches are not morally or fundamentally better than cafeteria lunches. So this episode is aimed at packing school lunches because that's the challenge that we're working with here. But I wanted to clearly state this up front. Cafeteria lunches are just as good for kids from a nourishment standpoint and a social standpoint as homemade lunches. Okay, so on to our thoughts about packing lunches. First, you have to name what matters most. Not what matters, what matters most. Kristen named a few things that do matter. Balance, budget, versatility for a picky eater, and personal bandwidth. Those are all four important things. And I see how they would all matter. If you're like Kristen with several things, I need you to pick just one. It doesn't mean you don't pay attention to the other things. You absolutely will and should. But take the time to choose the thing that matters most. 
so that when it comes time to make a hard decision where only one thing can matter, you already know what does. Otherwise, you're going to feel overwhelmed, annoyed, and stuck because you can't make everything matter at the same time every time. Okay, the second thought I have is that your kids, they might not care about variety or repetition like you think they do. Listen, Annie eats salami and cheese literally every single day for lunch. This is not hyperbole. Every single day. Occasionally, she'll ask for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But when I say occasionally, I mean maybe three or four times a year. I did the math recently to see if I could nail down how many pieces of uh, this one particular brand of Aldi salami that she has eaten in her entire life. And the number was somewhere close to like (laughs) 4,000. Y'all, she just went to the doctor. All her vitals are great. Like she's a healthy girl. It's fine. She just eats salami every day. Now, was there a time where I felt lazy because I just kept giving her the same thing? Sure. Does she actually prefer to eat the same protein every day? She does. Fantastic. I'm not going to spend my time on creativity and variety and finding new lunch ideas when she doesn't really want those things. Now, this is really important for you to hear. Why does this work for me? It works for me because variety doesn't matter. Like having a wide variety of things that I rotate through lots of lunches is not a top priority of mine. And it is definitely not the most important thing. Now, if it matters to you, approaching lunches this way that I do, it's not going to work, right? Now, both of us would be terrific parents taking care of our kids. But different priorities lead to different choices. Don't try and make choices or shame yourself for choices you're not making when your priority doesn't match. Okay, so back to what the kid thinks. I am just inviting you to not make assumptions about what your kid wants, especially if those assumptions are making lunches harder for you. If they don't care and you don't care either, stick with the same thing that works. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's 
Valentine's Day, I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone. And Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash L-A-Z-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Chomps. With three kids running every which way, life at the Adachi house is very full. Someone is always on the go, whether it's to band practice or to a work meeting or down the street to grandma's house. And I love having Chomps in the pantry for a high protein snack that's perfect for life on the go. Chomps are made with natural ingredients, come in nine delicious bold flavors, and have up to 12 grams of protein per stick. You can even order them online and have them delivered straight to your door. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash genius. Go to chomps.com slash genius to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash genius. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. Okay, now I want to give you a lunch packing system that we have been using for over a decade. The system uses a combination of three of my favorite Lazy Genius principles. Decide once, put everything in its place, and batch it. Now, this system might not be an exact fit for you. In fact, it probably won't be. And I'm not sharing it so that you'll copy my system. I'm sharing so you can see how the principles work for us based on what matters. Okay, so here is what we do. And it begins with our actual lunchbox. My kids use Planet Block, Planet Box lunchboxes. Tongue, tongue twister. Planet Box. Um, they usually have a sale on Black Friday and also on Earth Day. So keep an eye out if you are in the market. But honestly, you can use kind of whatever bento box type lunchboxes you like. Planet Box lunchboxes. They are stainless steel bento boxes that sort of like uh, open on a lever, like a lid of a treasure chest. You know. I love them for a couple of reasons. They last forever. They are easy to put in the dishwasher, um, like where you open it up and then you put it in the dishwasher like you would like a long cutting board, you know? They are easy for kids to open and eat out of, especially when your kids are little because there's no packaging or lids or anything like that. I've heard that from lots of preschool teachers, especially where they're like, I love this lunchbox so much because I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to like 
open Tupperware and pull apart string cheese and like all these different things because everything is open and ready in the box. And the uh, the most important reason <laughs> that I love these boxes is they help me and the kids put everything in its place. The type of planet boxes that we have, um, it has five compartments in it. There's a big area that's usually for, you know, like a main protein. It fits a sandwich. For us, we also put like pepperoni, salami and cheese, obviously, like what have you. Then there are three medium-sized compartments. And for us, two of them are for fruit and one is for a crunchy thing. Pretzels, crackers, stuff like that. Then there's this little tiny compartment in the middle of the lunchbox, the very little middle. And my kids, they literally call whatever goes in there the middle thing. The middle thing is usually like M&Ms or, you know, a couple of Sour Patch Kids or those chocolate covered marshmallows from Trader Joe's that fit perfectly in that little spot. It's like a little dessert cubby. Even when y'all, when, even when we have lunch at home, like on regular plates, the kids will still ask if they can get a middle thing. It is, <laughs> it's hilarious. But we have decided once, not just what goes in everybody's lunches, but even the compartments those things go in. Everybody gets a protein, two fruits, a crunchy thing, and a middle thing. And if one of the fruits is like a cut up orange, it's like picker, that needs the big container, which honestly only happens for Sam because he's the only kid that likes oranges, then I will just adjust the protein to pepperoni slices that day and put those into one of the medium-sized sections. You know, they fit great. The idea, though, is that we have decided once what goes in everybody's lunch, right? Protein, two fruit, crunchy thing, middle thing, and everything has the same place every single time. Now, let's bring in the principal batch it. When you're dealing with all the possibilities of something, I find it helpful to brainstorm all those possibilities at once. I talked about this uh, on Monday's episode of the Office Hours episode about like, where do you take your toddler? It's nice to just make a list all at once, right? Batch the decision making. So since I have three kids with three very different sets of preferences, there was a season where I literally wrote down what they liked on a piece of paper. So I wouldn't have to think about it. Now, I've made so many lunches at this point that the list is in my brain, you know, but at the time, that list was super helpful to me. Recently, I had to write the list down for my mom when she stayed with the kids for over a week during the school year while Kaz and I went on our 20-year anniversary cruise. It was hilarious how many differences there were among my kids, but my mom said that list was enormously helpful because she knew what options she had for what compartments in their lunchboxes. Like I, this really does help a lot. Side note, some of y'all already know this. This feels like it's important to say. Kaz and I have a very even division of labor in our house. I feel very lucky to have a husband who does not see me as the only person capable of doing traditionally female tasks around the house. That said, everything related to food except the cleaning up is my purview. Like he'll cook when I need him to, but everything food and cooking is kind of in my chart of chores, not his. That's why I usually make lunches. So I'm talking about that not as like the mom always makes the lunches when there's a mom and a dad around, but in our house, like that is true, but by choice. So just want to make that clear. You don't have to be the one to make the lunches if you're the lady. You don't have to. Okay, back to batch it. Again, this list of uh, what everybody gets is in my head, right? But I know what each kid's individual lists are for all those categories of main fruits, crunchies, and middle things. This might seem very simplistic because you're like, well, so do I. 
But if you can access that list on a piece of paper or easily in your brain, you're not like, what should I do? Like choose from what's there. Choose from what you've already decided. That also might mean not choosing new things. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. So sometimes the kids will help me make lunch or I will take care of a couple of the cubbies and then say, okay, go get your crunchy thing and your middle thing and leave them to it. But we all know what goes where. And we all also know like what they like, you know? Now let's talk about fruits for a second. I used to put carrot sticks and cucumbers and bell pepper strips and stuff like that in their lunches. Those foods always came back every single time, like for years and years. So I stopped. We introduce vegetables at dinner, not during lunch, at least right now. That is the choice that I've made. And that is a choice that works for us. It could be a choice that works for you too. If you feel like you're trying to pressure lunch into like, you know, a healthy eating situation. That's like a lot, that's a lot to hold every single morning. And then you have this, you're defeated when you, they come home and they didn't eat their vegetables. Like it's, it's so discouraging. (laughs) So you could just take vegetables like mostly out of the running if that is okay with your priorities, right? Okay. So that's one choice that we make for lunch. I also do not make food look cute. I don't do that. That is another choice that is often applied to kids' lunches, especially produce, right? Um, I also do not make fruit more interesting with yogurt dips or fruit salad dressings, stuff like that. They just get washed and sometimes cut fruit, like pretty close to how it came off of the ground or the tree. Now, again, that's just another choice that works for us, but it does not have to work for you, right? I will not bore you with like what everybody eats and all the things, you know? But um, I do want to just say that the point of batching is to have a series of decisions made all at once. Like those are our categories. They go in these containers. Each kid has a list that lives in my head of what goes in it. And because of that, it's just not too bad. It's not too bad. I will also point out that because of the simplicity of what the kids eat, there is not a lot of making lunches. Like it's really just taking something from a box or a plastic clamshell and putting it straight into the lunchbox, right? I used to follow a couple of uh, like lunch making moms on Instagram. And I, I honestly loved all of their unique bento gatherings. It was really fun. It's so pretty too to open, like to see it opened up and all the cute things, all the little like cucumber stars and stuff. And I'm really glad that people make those kinds of lunches and that their kids enjoy them and that they, you know, have careers by like inspiring us to have fun and be creative in the kitchen with our kids. But I started to feel pretty crappy about myself because I never did those things. Or I tried. I mean, I do have the little star cookie cutter. I cannot remember the last time I used it. It's just not for me, right? I mean, it'd be cool for me if it was for me, but I value a lot more things more than I value creative, fun lunches. I use different creative outlets for myself. Some moms use their kids' lunches. That's like a legit thing. So if you, well, not just moms, moms, whoever, whoever, lots of people who make lunches, it doesn't have to be the moms. But if you want to keep things super simple, you can do that. There is nothing wrong with that. But I think in our heads, we feel like there is. This might be a wild thing to say, but like, I don't mind making lunches. Because I have named what matters, I have supported it 
with my choices, like no shame choices, and with the ease of the lazy genius principles, I have let those pressures go, right? And it's just, it's not so bad. It's actually like, fine. It's very neutral. Making lunches for kids is very neutral for me. So it might not have to be that hard for you either. Now, one final thing that's important to bring into the school lunch conversation is the presence of a morning routine. One of the reasons making lunches is not super stressful is because we have a pretty stable morning routine that includes those lunches. We have slowly been building this routine for years. And even though it sometimes has to shift a bit, like this year when Ben goes to middle school for the first time, and he's going to go a little bit later to school than he went when he was in elementary school, right? But other than those kinds of shifts, like our morning routine is pretty much the same. And making lunches has always been part of it. There was a time where we would make lunches in the evening, and then it just stopped being as helpful. And so now it's just part of our mornings. Now, I am not saying that you need a new morning routine or whatever. Like, no, 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 no. Just remember, if your morning feels a little chaotic for whatever reason, of course, it's going to be hard to make lunch. It is going to be annoying because you're already dealing with the relative chaos of trying to get everybody to school. That's why some people like to make at least part of their kids' lunches at night, right? To help stave off some of that morning chaos. So hear this permission. If mornings are already a little crazy, do not beat yourself up for not being able to add an entire meal to the morning. It's hard to make lunches every single day. It really is, especially if mornings are unpredictable in your house for whatever reason. You might have a cranky kid who never wakes up, You might have ADHD and your executive function skills are harder to access in the morning. You might be trying to fit in an old routine into a new season of life and you cannot figure out why it's not working. I just want you to be kind and patient as you do this. Yes, we do have calm-ish mornings at our house, but my kids also only eat maybe 12 foods. You know, again, you're not going to see star cucumbers. You're not going to see sandwich rolls. You're not going to see that stuff in their boxes ever. That's not what matters to us. Calm and simplicity do though. So that's what I focused on for 10 years now, which is why it's a little easier at our house. It's not that I have it figured out across the board. I've simply named what matters, made my problems smaller, and applied a lazy genius principle or two to find what works. And you can too. So that is our bonus episode on packing school lunches. I hope it helped. And thanks for listening. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra. I'll see you on Monday. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.